This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The Rosenbergs die at Sing Sing. That was the headline on June 20th, 1953. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were the first Americans ever executed for espionage, and they remain the only ones. They were convicted of passing secrets about the American atomic bomb program to the Soviet Union. Their executions in the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison in New York State came at the end of a frantic day of appeals and pleas for a stay. The Supreme Court met in special session. Ethel Rosenberg wrote a letter to President Dwight Eisenhower saying that as the commander of American forces in World War II, he had a name that was synonymous with glory. She begged him to show mercy on behalf of her own children and his. Eisenhower said he read the letter and that it had no merit. Ike had only been in office for five months. He and his predecessor, Harry Truman, had also ignored pleas for clemency from the likes of Albert Einstein, Pablo Picasso, and Pope Pius XII. The philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre called the death sentences of the Rosenbergs illegal lynching. At the time, and for decades after, it was widely believed among not just the radical left, but ordinary liberals and even some moderate conservatives that the Rosenbergs were innocent, that they were victims of the Red Scare, the McCarthyite anti-communist hysteria of the 1950s. They weren't. Execution may have been too harsh a penalty, and an argument can be made that Ethel was more of a bystander than an active participant, That's an argument that most historians disagree with. But they were spies. Documents declassified after the fall of the Soviet Union made that clear. They passed information about the atomic bomb to the Russians. Julius Rosenberg was an electrical engineer from New York who went to work for the Army Signal Corps in 1940, when he was 22 years old and fresh out of City College of New York. He'd been a member of the Young Communist League during the Depression, which is where he met the former Ethel Greenglass. She was an aspiring singer and dancer, and they were married in 1939. The Soviet Union began recruiting Julius in 1942. He passed along classified documents and recruited others into an espionage ring. One of those he recruited was David Greenglass, Ethel's brother. He was in the Army and he was sent to work on the Manhattan Project in New Mexico, the atomic bomb. Julius Rosenberg was undone by a series of confessions, starting with a German physicist named Klaus Fuchs, who had worked on the Manhattan Project and now worked for the British. He named someone who named someone who named David Greengrass, and he named his sister and brother-in-law. In exchange for naming names, David Greengrass was sentenced to nine years in prison, but he won immunity for his wife. 
Julius was arrested first in 1950, just as the Korean War was beginning. Ethel was arrested a few months later on the courthouse steps after she'd taken the fifth in front of the grand jury. Based largely on the testimony of her brother, David Greengrass, the Rosenbergs were convicted and sentenced to death in 1951. The judge, Irving Kaufman, told the couple that their help to the Soviets in developing an atomic bomb had already resulted in their increased aggression in Korea, leading to war. Years later, Deputy U.S. Attorney General William P. Rogers said the government sought the death penalty against Ethel Rosenberg in the hope that she would turn on her husband and give them more information about the spy ring he led. She called our bluff, he said. While historians agree now that Julius was a spy, there are a range of views about Ethel. She had no idea what Julius was doing. She helped in minor ways, typing up notes or introducing people. She was just as involved as her husband, an active spy for the Soviet Union. Her children, Michael and Robert, who were in grade school when their parents were executed, have long advocated for their mother to be exonerated. They asked President Barack Obama to pardon her before he left office. He didn't. The execution had been set for June 18th, but Justice William O. Douglas granted a stay. He wanted to examine a claim that the Rosenbergs had been sentenced according to the wrong law, one from 1917, rather than a 1946 law that didn't carry the death penalty. The court met in full session on the 19th and reaffirmed the sentence, 6-2, with Justice Felix Frankfurter not voting, saying he wanted more time. June 19th was a Friday. The usual time for executions at Sing Sing was 11 p.m. The Rosenbergs were Jewish, so their lawyer asked that they not be put to death during the Sabbath, which begins at sundown Friday. The request was granted, but not in the way the lawyer meant. The executions were moved up to 8 o'clock, a half hour before sundown. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network, Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.